I'm Janie, a maternal mental health advocate, co-parenting queen, Diet Coke addict, and crazy sports mom of two who celebrates, well, just about everything. And I'm Chrissy, a bean counting, too many hats wearing, grief conquering mom of three who is passionate about fitting in a weekend nap and empowering women. And this is The Momologue. It's a little bit of a mouthful. Everything happens for a reason. No, what does it mean? Educate me, please. I just was certain that I was going to be like a hot mom. And it's just not panning out how I thought it would. This is someone that I like respect. This is a classy woman. I feel like you're personally attacking me. It's just like take it down a notch. This is The Momologue. The voice in your head you never knew you needed. Welcome to The Momologue. The monologue, not to be confused with monologue. It's very confusing. People will always be confused. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's like a monologue, but we're moms. Get it? How punny are we? We do love a good pun. We do love a good pun. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Well, hello. <laughs> We're here. Okay, here's the deal. Janie and I are prime time in the morning. Oh, 1000%. Just without hesitation. Not a question. Yep. It is not currently the morning. It is midday, <laughs> in fact, which is actually worse than night because I feel like at night I at least get loopy and fun because I'm so tired. Yes. Midday, I'm like. And Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> right. I mean, we're still like in mom mode, in work, work mode. mode. We're oh. in many modes. And none of them is podcast mode. <laughs> <laughs> but we're here. But and we're we here. here. And we <laughs> love so That's happy why you're we're here. here. Because yes. we love you. And yes. I feel like this was, I think we could have put it off even more if we wanted to, but I do, I'm excited about this topic, not because it's fun, but I think it's something that we get asked about all the time. And I see it everywhere all the time in different like mom or wife group, wife groups online. This is a hot topic. It absolutely is. And that topic being mother-in-law. Mother-in-law. <laughs> What's that old movie? Monster in Law. <laughs> yeah, is it? Wasn't it like Jane Fonda? Yes, and, and, just, and Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez. Lopez. Yes. <laughs> we should play some clips from that classic. Oh, uh, that was. Doesn't be she end up being literally like a murderer though, or something crazy? I do not remember. I don't remember. I don't. I could have just made that you up. Might have made I might have completely made that up. I think up. that's a great storyline. So <laughs> I'm going to assume that that's where that movie goes. <laughs> so hopefully none of your mother-in-laws are actually murderers. No. Although don't it need that. might feel like it sometimes. Yes. Or you might feel like they make you want to be a murderer. <laughs> I, yes. <laughs> that is a thing too. Oh. So I will get uh, my brief story out of the way because some of you are going to be jealous of it and I'll just apologize now and then we'll move on from it. Mm. But overall, I have a great relationship with my mother-in-law. Um, when I sit back and think about it, she's probably one of my biggest fans. That's like amazing. In life. Yeah. Like she's very supportive of me. 80% of the time, I think she likes me more than my husband, her own oh. son. <laughs> it's like one of those. Like, mm -hmm. she's listening to this. She listens yeah. every single week. She loves the podcast. She loves me. Like, all of that. So, um, I feel super supported. All of that being said, it doesn't mean I don't have my own moments, mm -hmm. right? Anytime you're dealing with family that's especially not, like, 
your own immediate family, yeah, you judge them a little differently and you yeah. approach it a little bit differently. So, um, I, and especially when we first started having kids, like when Kenzie was born, mm -hmm. I was in a way rougher state. Yeah. Um, but that was really with all of my family. I was, I was depressed and just like wanted everybody to stay the F away. Yeah. From and so it wasn't child. a them issue, it was a you issue. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, um, but I do know that for some of you, your relationship with your in-laws is really good. And I think it's a great place to be. But I also know and totally respect that for many people, that is not the case. Mm -hmm. And for many people, there's can be like misery and a ton of like, whether it's drama or true sadness around the relationship with your in-laws. You know, that can be very real mm -hmm. for people. Yeah. So leading into mine, my in-law situation. So I've had three or had or have three mother-in-laws because I have an ex-husband and then my husband's parents are divorced. And so I have a step-mother-in-law technically and then a mother-in-law. So I've had every bit of the spectrum of mother-in-law-ing um, I've had a great relationship. I've had a horrible relationship. I've had, you know, kind of like meh, whatever. Um, and then back around again. So I've gone through it all and it's very hard. It's very hard to have a bad relationship. And I also think it's, even if your mother-in-law, if you really like her, it can be very hard to maintain that because I feel like it's not a natural relationship. For some people, I think it can be a little bit more natural, but I think in general to form a like mother-daughter-ish bond with someone who really you're just banging their son <laughs> like <laughs> for life. <laughs> I mean, really though, you're not, you didn't, it's not your mom. You didn't choose them. You chose their son. It can be really hard to like I said, not just have a good relationship, but maintain it um, through different parts of your life. So I've had that. I've had really hard conversations with my mother-in-law. I've had to set extreme boundaries with in-laws. I've also neglected boundaries with my in-laws and kind of done whatever they wanted and then been hurt by that. So I've, in my life, I've gone through what I feel like is all of it with in-laws. So... Mm -hmm. We have that perspective too. I do remember from my first marriage, I liked my or my first mother-in-law mm -hmm. fairly well. Uh, she was a little kind of kooky. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember right after we got engaged, literally within minutes, because she was like there for it. She was like, and now you can call me mom. Oh my gosh, no. And she literally insisted. No, I can't do that. On me calling no. her. Okay, and granted, remember... I have a stepmom who's been in my life, like a critical part of my life since I was four years old. And she's still Cindy. At that point in time, I really wasn't even calling her mom. Yeah. And I was 21 years old and yeah. I still wasn't calling her mom. Right. I just remember thinking, like the nerve. Like yeah. that was not, it never sat well with me. I would literally like call her by her name in the coming months and right. she'd be like, it's mom. Like she would correct that is me. so weird. I can't get behind that at all. That's no, never. That, yeah. It's just. Oh, you block out those. Days. I've never had someone ask me to do that either. Or like, but I do know people 
who have the same situation. Either their in-laws said, call us mom and dad, or they just wanted to. And either way, I'm like, that's just, it's cringy to me. I don't know. It's not, for me, it just doesn't come natural. So I, no, not into that. You know, when I have seen people call their in-laws by mom or mom and dad, just looking at it, typically, I feel like I've seen it when they no longer have a relationship with their own parents. I could see that. And so they've taken a lot of comfort mm -hmm. in their in-laws. Their in-laws support them a lot. That's when I see it happen very naturally. That makes sense. For sure. Um, But (laughs) don't be like that. Don't don't be that person. It's like, (laughs) it's like I have to catch myself from calling Kyle dad too much. You know, like to the boys, because he's like our kids are younger, and I say dad, but then I'm like, I don't want to do it too often, to where I'm calling my husband daddy. <laughs> like, so I've I've experienced that. Not people in my family, but uh, there was a man that used to be in my life <laughs> at a professional level, yeah, and his wife always called him daddy. Oh no, and would like email. And be like, daddy, blah, blah, blah. Stop. And I just, it it can go too far, especially when third, independent third parties yeah. are seeing it. It's inappropriate. <laughs> it's weird. It's so weird. <laughs> I've seen that with people very close to me who they're older and they're still, their kids are not at the age where you call them daddy, daddy anymore. And it's like, let daddy know you're going to go golfing now. And I'm like, what did you just say? You mean your husband, Michael? Is that what you meant to say? <sighs> now, not, I feel like we're just criticizing yeah, people yeah, now. now. If you okay, call your husband that. daddy, it's it's okay. And I we do still love I you. Do, I will. I'll say, Bear, go tell daddy something. But I try to just keep it minimum. Not the topic today, though. So moving <laughs> on. We really went on. The funny thing is we made a whole little check, like a list of things so we wouldn't go off topic. And I said, here's how we're going to stay focused. But we did not. (laughs) Okay, we're coming back to the list. Coming back. Okay. So in preparation for this, we were thinking that, especially from some DMs and requests that we got, that I think mother-in-laws, maybe negative mother-in-law situations kind of fall into like these three different categories. Mm So first category being that your mother-in-law says or does things that bother you. Mm -hmm. So we definitely got some, like a couple of DMs about like the way your mother-in-law interacts with your kids Mm -hmm. and that it like drives you crazy. Like they're mothering your kids as if they were her own. Mm -hmm. And someone said, if she could call them her own, she would call them her own. (laughs) Like that... Mm-hmm. Kind of a thing. Um, and I think this one is super common. Yes. Right? Like sometimes like they just irritate you. Mm-hmm. So for anybody who feels like you fall into that bucket, what I like to do, because if I have moments with my in-laws, that's normally what it is. It's like a small irritation or something's yeah. bothering me. The very first thing I do, well, I make myself aware like, huh, I'm getting irritated with them right now. Yeah. That's interesting. Why am I actually irritated? The first thing I ask myself is, if it was my mom doing this, would it still bug me? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is no, then my mother-in-law is doing nothing. Then she's off the hook. 
<laughs> exactly. Like that's it. That's uh-huh. she gets to do the same stuff that I would think my own mom could do. Mm-hmm. Like that's the way I want to run our life. If the answer is yes, it would bug me if it was my own mom, then it's worthy of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of the next step I would take. And so for Chaz and I, and I would suggest this with your partner, if there's ever issues with your in-laws or with your own parents, and it's like a cross-spouse thing, the the child of the parent is the one that has that gets to have the conversation yes. with them. Um, so if I'm having an issue, I would talk about it with Chaz, and I would have the expectation that either he is going to address it or address it with me. Yeah. Like I'm not, he doesn't expect me to run off on my own and like let's confront her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it goes over very well Mm -mm. that well. And the same thing applies when Chaz gets annoyed with my mom because it does happen. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm the one that deals with it. I don't need him calling up my mom and addressing it. Um, I just never think it goes over as well in like the long run and maybe in their own relationship because your parents always have an easier time forgiving their own kid than whoever they're married to. Even if it's something small that like you're addressing. Yeah. And I will say too, going back just a little bit, take a look when something irritates you that your mother-in-law is doing and you've you've passed the test that it wouldn't bother, bother you if, you know, your own mom or dad did it. What about the thing that they're doing is bothering you? So is it they're spoiling them too much and that bothers you because why? Like, what is it about that? Are they loving on them too much? Is the fact that they love your kids so much that they would call your mother-in-law would call them their, your kids, their own, if they could, what is it about that that annoys you so much? Is it actually negative or is it just, and not to be harsh, but is it something inside yourself that's maybe a little bit insecure about your own parenting? And I'm not calling, I don't, I didn't even see that message. I, so I'm not calling that person out. I don't know who sent it, whatever. But I think about it in terms of what, something that has helped me a lot in dealing with my mother-in-law is I have the perspective of dealing with a, a stepmother to my son. So I try to use that same perspective of when my son's stepmom does something, that maybe I don't love, I think about it. And is it because she's my son's stepmom or is it something that actually matters? Do, am I actually upset by a decision she made or is it just kind of an annoying thing? Like, I don't think she should have bought him that pair of shoes because he already has four pairs. Is it some, like, does it actually matter in the long term? Is it worth a conversation and negative feelings or is it kind of something inside yourself? I think that's a critical thing that's changed my relationship with my in-laws a lot. Both because there was things I overlooked that I shouldn't have because I was too afraid. And things that I made a big deal about that weren't actually a big deal in the long term. So right. there's that. No, I love that. And so there's um, that book that's called You Are a Badass by mm-hmm. Jen Sincero, Sincero, mm-hmm. however you say her last name. So she has a whole chapter in there that's called Mirror, Mirror. Mm-hmm. And so the idea being, and you can apply this to all your relationships, not just with your in-laws, but when you don't like someone, uh, her theory is that typically it's because there's something inside of you that you're not liking, that that their action is reminding yourself that you do it or mm-hmm. that you lack doing it. Mm-hmm. So for your example, me, you know, reflecting like mother-in-law's giving too much 
love to my kids, Mm -hmm. do I actually have issues with that? Maybe I'm not giving my kids enough love. So do you feel like you're too hard on your kids and she's too soft? Right. But really, it's just an insecurity that you're a disciplinarian or something. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I find this to be really fun. That concept Mm -hmm. to be fun, especially if I'm um, with a group of women or new women that I haven't really been around. And sometimes there's just people you meet and you're like, I don't like them. Mm -hmm. And so instead of just leaving it there, you kind of just you can go. But why don't I like them? Like, let's actually take that a step further on what it is. And sometimes you can even find it kind of amusing when you realize why you don't. You're like, oh, interesting. Totally. So that shoe example I just gave, my mother-in-law loves to buy my kids shoes. It is the funniest thing. And talking to my husband, he said, growing up, it was always shoes. She loved to buy shoes, expensive shoes that I, I would not pay for for my own kids. And I was getting very irritated about this because it was again and again, it was these $50 pairs of or $60 pairs of Nikes and Adidas, two pairs at a time for my four-year-old. And I'm like, what the freaking crap? It would annoy me. And I was thinking, you don't have money for that or you know, judging the situation. Comes down to it, I was embarrassed because I assumed she was doing it because she thought the shoes that they had weren't good enough. And that was not the case at all. It was just me assuming she was kind of trying to call me out or whatever. She just likes fucking shoes. It's okay. (laughs) It doesn't have to be more than the fact that she just likes Likes shoes. shoes. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I think that it really happens more than we want to get credit to. Like... We all, we, we kind of assume the worst of people. We pretend that we don't, but I think we do a lot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So then the next kind of bucket, so the, the next two are a little going hand mm-hmm. hand, but the next one is that you think your mother-in-law doesn't like you and does things in malice towards you. Mm-hmm. I'm, there's a word in this sentence that I want to make very clear. It's that you think your mother-in-law mm-hmm. doesn't like you. Right. If if she has never told you, I don't like you, uh-huh. you can live your life just assuming she does love me. Yeah. And no matter what other things she's doing or whatever it is, unless she's outwardly told you, I don't like you, then just she likes you. Yeah. She does. I'm sure she does. Otherwise, she would tell you otherwise. Totally. And if she hasn't, then that's her own crap to deal with. Right. And that's what I was going to say, too. And if she doesn't, does it really matter? I mean, if as unless she's acting out very abruptly, like aggressively, if she doesn't in general just want to hang out with you on the weekends, unless you're someone who desperately needs that relationship, like you don't have your own mom or you don't have female relationships and you really like her and it's just not being returned. I've been in situations with in-laws who really don't, you know, didn't care for my personality. It's not like theirs. It's very loud and and they're more reserved and they don't care for it. And, but once I realized it doesn't really matter as long as they're not going out of their way to hurt me, which I don't think most adults do. So maybe you look at it and realize, yeah, they actually don't like me, but that doesn't mean their actions are purposely negative. At all, but so you kind of just kind of, you kind of have to put those things in different, again, buckets almost like, okay, maybe they don't like me, but does that, does A plus B actually equal C? Are they doing this because they don't like me or is it just a, am I looking for evidence that they don't like me? 
Right. Exactly. Because once you start looking for it, you, you will, will find, find it. it. Mm-hmm. Right. You're going to make that shit up and you're going to find it. Mm-hmm. But once you, let's say they don't, maybe they don't like you. Mm-hmm. Well, then if you accept that and go, yeah, you know what? It's okay. Adults don't have to like each other always. Then you don't have to keep trying to be something that you are not in order to please them. Right. It actually is so freeing because I, again, have been in that situation where once I finally realized I could do anything and did do anything to please and be part of that family and do whatever. And then once I realized it's just never going to happen for me, my whole life became a little bit lighter. Once you shed the layer of trying to fit in and just realize I'm not for them and maybe they're not for me. What I mean, there's no there's no problem anymore. You free right, yourself for what it is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, so. it is super empowering. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Judy, I just sent me a crotch shot. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I, something <laughs> dripped on me and I realized it was my drink, but I was like, is there like a I tried to see what it was. Sorry, guys. She has clothes on. I have clothes on. They're black. Do you want to see it again, baby? There you go. Oh, dang. Um, Okay. Okay. The last bucket is your mother-in-law outwardly has stated that she does not like you Mm -hmm. and and does act, you know, mean towards you, Mm -hmm. does things intentionally purposeful that are unkind to you. Mm -hmm. We have someone else who has listened for a long time that is having issues with this. And she had reached out on this. And I'm sure there are many others of you that maybe experience this. And this is when I brought up in the first one about uh, including your husband. This is Mm -hmm. the this scenario, you and your spouse really need to get on the same page mm-hmm. around it. Because I'm going to say you need to create some serious boundaries. And I wouldn't even say boundaries. I mean, Laws. if my mother-in-law <laughs> genuinely didn't like me and was mean to me and was disrespectful to me, I would not want to have a relationship at all no. with her. And so I would expect my husband to be on the same page with me. And then we would do that together. Yes. Yeah. And that, that requires, I think this gets tricky because people think, especially when you have kids with your spouse, you think, well, I don't, you know, they're great to the kids. So I don't want to hurt that relationship or they still need to see them. No, they don't. If they are mean to you, if they are nasty to you in a way that actually is damaging to you, then it affects your role as a mother. And then that's when they lose privileges with their grandkids. And it's not like I'm you're keeping them like you're playing games. But it I feel personally having been in a situation like this previously, if it is something that is so hurtful to you, then they cannot be trusted to form additional relationships with your children. And then that is your spouse's responsibility to say almost a it sounds immature, but it's actually the most mature thing you can do is to say it's her or it's you. It's my wife and our kids or it's you guys. And I'm picking my wife and my kids. So you guys figure it out. Exactly. And if you and your husband are not on the same page or you're st- he's not 
quite there. He's maybe forgiving a lot or just mm-hmm. not. You feel like he's not listening to how what you're saying and how you're interpreting or rationalizes doing. it. Right. Um, I would go to a counselor. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, there's that's no other, absolutely something to go to counseling with. That is a, something where you have to have a third party who does not have a bias either way. Like, I think that is one of the, you cannot pretend that you two can just fix it someday. You have to have, if he's not hearing it and not seeing it for what it is, which again, I've been in that spot and it's awful because all we all want when we're hurting is to be validated. And so if your spouse is not being, hearing that or seeing it, it furthers the pain. It deepens that pain. So if you can go to a third party who says, Hey, Bob, (laughs) This is the reason why your wife is hurting. This is what, you know, your mom and dad and brother and sister did that were so painful. Here is why. It's a lot easier to take than, you know, when you're bawling or whatever and he just assumes you're blowing it out. When you have someone who's laying it out like that, it makes a huge difference for both of you. And then you can move forward with boundaries. Right. And create those how you want to together. Mm -hmm go on oh this is tough i mean i know that this this can be so tough um and such like a sensitive and touchy topic for so many people well it's painful because we all just want to be loved like base level human beings just want to be loved and you marry someone because you love them so much and you just kind of expect that their family will or you want them to love you the way your spouse does or that you love them. So it can be really, I think it can be in law relationships can want to be one of the most painful parts of a long-term relationship. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So just the tip, just the tip for this week. Um, I actually had a couple of just the tips. Get them girl. So, my first one, because I don't even know if I've really talked about thought downloads at all, but the I did, right? We yeah. talk about taking Briefly. what's out of your brain mm-hmm. and putting it down. So I would suggest doing a thought download about your mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. So literally, like one of those mornings where you're do, where you're going through and like do, setting your timer and doing your thought download or just clearing out your thoughts for the day. You don't have to do it in a morning, but yeah, just write down, literally on your paper, mother-in-law mm-hmm. and see what comes up for you. Mm-hmm. Like when you think about your mother-in-law and just start writing all of those thoughts down because then you can go through them and kind of see, is there stuff she's doing that's actually bugging me or not? Is it out of malice? And like you can start looking through them. Yeah. See if there's so a trend. Just, yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And also see if you have things come up that's like, I'm not good enough for my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. She thinks I'm not good. Like stuff mm-hmm. like that. We're really... It is about you and not about her. Right. Like that's the stuff you want to look for once you kind of do that practice. Mm-hmm. Then the other thing was to choose to see the best in yeah. your mother-in-law. Just assume that she is trying her best and that she does love you and loves your family. Yeah. And unless you have reason to believe otherwise, it's not a her thing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I have two as well. One of them is to, as a mom of boys, I will someday be the mother-in-law. And so I try to think of, and I am very, I have a very strong relationship with my boys. I feel like I can feel that I might someday be overbearing. Mm -hmm. 
I can feel it. So I try to look at my mother-in-laws from the perspective of this. I am married to their baby. I am married to someone's Brooks. And how might I react to my daughter-in-law in this situation? Are they acting out of hate for me or love for their son? Like, what is the real intent there? I like that. Yeah. Are they, you know, worried about him or is it that they don't like me or whatever? So that's one. And then the second one, I'm kind of reusing almost. I know I said this in our marriage podcast about serving our spouses, or maybe that was on Patreon. I don't know. It all blends. But I think that there is huge value in losing yourself in service to other human beings in general. And I think with your in-law, with a mother-in-law specifically, it's kind of twofold because when you serve someone, you tend to give, you know, you love them a little bit more. You're serving them. It makes you feel good. But then also, it doesn't hurt to impress them a little bit. Like some, it might give you, and even if they don't say thank you, even if they don't say anything, which has happened to me and it's devastating, but then it's not you anymore. Then you've done what you can. You said, you know what? I'm going to pick, I'll pick up some groceries for her. I'm going to send her dinner or I'm going to go pick the weeds in her front yard. And you've done your part. It's not like you haven't tried. So you have that to hang your hat on, but then you also have the part where serving people kind of tends to just make you fall in love with them a little bit more. So it's kind of a two part win, if you will. So yeah. I love that. I would have never thought about doing that. Well, nice. I'm very service oriented. I can, we can tell. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and serve you guys right now by ending this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.